Hey everyone, I'm Megan. And I'm Dave. Typically on the Dig News Streams podcast, we talk about big ideas and spirituality that might lead us to new kinds of thinking. On this journey, we'll be focusing inward to develop a stronger connection with ourselves. And to do that, we'll be giving challenges to ourselves and to each other so that we can develop even deeper connections and love with ourselves. Welcome to Summer Currents. Do they still say ladies and gentlemen? Who? When, when people are making announcements, do people still say ladies and gentlemen? I have no idea. That's a big deal. Because with the... Ladies and gentlemen! Right? I don't say it anymore. It I can't. reminds me of like a wrestling match. Or ladies the and gentlemen. And people like of all ages. laser beams <laughs> on the curtain. <laughs> yeah. Please direct your eyes. <laughs> right. To I feel the like, center stage. I feel like in any, of, any circumstance that someone is... Like if it's a plane or something like that. Or wrestling... They'll say ladies and gentlemen, but you can't really say that anymore. No. Right? I'm never in spaces where that's You are always said. L- ladies and gentlemen, please direct your attention to the to the screen. <laughs> Maybe I'll try to use that tomorrow. Don't do ladies no, because no, no. it's offensive. It's, yeah, it's not it's not great. It's not inclusive. No. So you can't do it. Yeah. Although it's a fun phrase. I don't think it is. I, I, I think it's fun. Yeah. Well, how can you use it and make it inclusive? <sighs> Ladies, gentlemen, and... <laughs> but then you're othering. Othering. It's just... You well, can just say... There's lots of different categories. True. True. We'll have to really think. Give this one some thought. Okay. Pave the way. You will, because you want to use it. I, I'm not interested in using it. No. Period. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say ladies or gentlemen. Ever? Never, okay. really. That's, Ladies this way, that might gentlemen be, to your That might be our biggest, the biggest thing that's different about us. Uh, this is, we are in the zenist situation right now. Yeah. We have wind chimes. We're on the porch, the a.k.a. the lanai. I was going to say. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and we're here to uh, do episode five of Summer Currents. Is it five? It's five. Oh, right. We're yeah. on episode five. Yeah. Yeah. So we, uh, it's been, it's been pretty great for me, I have to say, this journey of like having a weekly challenge or two or three. Yeah. To focus on, not only because I'm competitive with you, or competitive in general, but also because I need something to focus on or else it's just like general feelings and... I never get to direct it and work on things one at a time. Mm-hmm. So it's been a pretty sweet experience for me so far. And doing, I agree. And doing this with you, obviously. The focus is nice. The structure of having to check in, being held, the accountability, I think, is what it is. Yeah. Which isn't a natural thing, I feel like. You kind of need... A lot of the podcasts I listen to, I feel like, too, people talk about things in the podcast space that they don't talk about in other spaces sometimes mm-hmm. or they approach it differently than than your day-to-day life and i think it's a good space to to make those things happen so oh, i've enjoyed it i have too it's nice to have space set aside every week or every few weeks and have to prepare thoughts think about these things check in 
and then set a new intention for the coming week. I yes. think that's, yeah, yes. it's the accountability for the week before and then setting the intention for the coming week. That's different than right. my normal way of operating. Right. I mean, we do we do the feelings and needs check-ins, as yeah. we've mentioned. Um, and, but those are not necessarily, let's, I want to work on this or that thing. It's just a check-in. It's how am I doing in this moment? In that moment, yeah. And what do I need? Yeah. Yeah. And we don't then take those feelings and needs necessarily and set out, what am I going to do with that over the next few days or weeks? Right. Or week, I should say. Right. So this is different. It is. It's yeah. pretty great. It's helping us grow with that knowledge, apply it. Yeah. And the hype. Check in on it. Right. And the hyper awareness around, oh, that's part of my challenge. Or having, you know, some, I think both of us have had parts where we talked about putting a notification on our phone to remind us it's like always present in a way that i've I, i've looked back at journals and it's this constant agony around getting better being better doing better but never with an intention or i'm going to do this as a result so that i can focus on that instead of the way that i'm falling short mm -hmm. you know yeah because i'm always aware that i'm falling short of whatever my standards right are. yeah uh not, not as much now not yeah. as much now but yeah Right. That can just build frustration and like, you know what you want to work on. You know what the issues are sometimes and you're frustrated when you don't make progress. Right. Yeah. I mean, in a lot of different fields, I work in a school of special needs. I used to be a personal trainer. You talk about setting smart goals. So this has really put structure and helped, helped us yeah. figure out how to make those goals for ourselves that are you know, attainable, broken down in smaller objectives. Yep. When it comes to personal, spiritual, emotional growth, I'm not used to setting goals like that. Oh. So this has been helpful. Same. <laughs> I actually feel like whenever I've heard someone talk about goals, what are your goals or whatever, I push back at it. I just haven't like just let me don't I don't want goals I don't don't ask me where I want to be in five <laughs> years or any of that stuff it feels too big for me planning but it it does feel big because you're not like I need something manageable that I can focus on something small enough that doesn't feel overwhelming exactly and we've learned that along the way that if I you know they're one of my challenges one week was to do 30 minutes of quiet time in the morning and at night. Mm -hmm. That was too. That ended up being too big. Mm -hmm. uh, so you just learn that along the way. But it's better than feeling like you failed and like, ah, I failed at that. And, and just replacing it. Right. Adjusting. That's been eye-opening how big some of our goals that we've set, even just for a week, have yeah. been too big for us to take on even in just a week. <laughs> right. So I love setting goals and intentions for a year, like, at New Year's Eve or yes. sometime in January. I love looking ahead and thinking, what do I want to accomplish this coming year or work on? Mm. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that, of course. No. But a lot of times those intentions, you know, you know, quickly fizzle out come February, March. So yeah. this has been a helpful way of really looking at what is attainable in, you know, a week, a month, what steps need to come first. Yeah. I do think we need smaller. Smaller. Bigger is good too. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's just if it, if when you make those big goals, if you feel like a failure afterwards, it does. It's counterproductive. So, uh, if you don't feel that way, then 
and beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's still in the. It's still in your mind throughout the year. That's kind of a cool thing to have uh, as a reminder, even if you did, you know, fall off in March or something like that. Definitely. But yeah. So let's talk about last week. So let's get after. Let's it. do it. Let's do it. I like when you go first. So do you okay. want to go first? Sure. Um, my first um, goal or focus was to do the mantra of telling myself that I deserve to enjoy eating um, because I have a lot of anxiety and angst around food and I'm realizing that's one of my beliefs that I was telling myself um, that was kind of preventing me from relaxing around food. So I did do that probably at least once a day, kind of had that running in my head. And I, for anyone who struggles in this area, I'm not going to say this has just, you know, been the the cure all or anything, <laughs> but in co- combination with other things I've been learning and doing and reading and all of that, I have so much less angst around preparing myself a meal. And it's been a noticeable change this week. So Whoa. Yep. And yeah, I shared with you, I had, I think, two days where I didn't binge eat at all, which is really big for me right now. So I feel more relaxed and that mantra helps. So I'm going to continue with that one for a while. That's really amazing. Can I ask like a a detail about that? Sure. Uh, So you did it at least once a day, you said. Mm -hmm. So would that be, was it the same meal every time? Was it like uh, same time of day what was there a consistency about it that made it attainable for you or that's a great question so i would remind myself of it or think it whenever i started to notice myself feeling anxiety okay. around the kitchen preparing food for my kids whenever it started to set in i would remind myself of that mantra so it could have yeah i didn't really track you know when those moments are happening if it's always a certain time of day or a meal i'm just kind of at the beginning of noticing when those feelings come up so the mantra was helpful and just relaxing my mind in, sometimes you know it's yeah. not perfect but in anxious moments yes that's impressive to me those are the moments that i get numb and unable mm-hmm. to be focused so and I think you've actually shared that you experienced that too. So to be able to switch in your mind, no, I need to do this. It's pretty awesome. Nicely done. Well, I think I found the mantra that I really needed to hear. Yeah. So that's been helpful. Yeah. Just that's naming yeah. that that's what I have been believing, which is hard for me to even come to name and realize um, because I can know on so many levels that of course I deserve to enjoy eating, but I'm not feeling it. So to, to name the right mantra was helpful. Yes. This whole, we've talked about positive affirmations, mantras. They're so much more powerful than I ever gave them credit. Same. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It is a really powerful thing. And uh, I would suggest anybody do it. I'm really investing in that a lot more. It's such a simple thing to do for yourself Mm -hmm. uh, with, you know, great results, I guarantee. (laughs) (laughs) Or your money back on this fine listening adventure. I know it is it is a simple daily thing to change and that's what people talk about you know Oprah Mm. Liz Gilbert like people are always talking about how just practicing gratitude or a simple mental change you know great leaders and meditation and all those spaces yeah goes a long way it's free you have to be intentional about it and identify some things that are uncomfortable right it certainly isn't easy 
know, which that. is why people capitalize on it and make money from these things mm -hmm. because people get we get stuck and we don't we, we it's not like the easiest thing to do to just you know have those disciplines without accountability or something like that mm -hmm. or someone you're walking through it with it is hard so we do gravitate towards um people who can sell us a product to make it easier i feel like easier in the sense that it's more comfortable right because it is uncomfortable it is yeah it is. we've come to some things that have brought us a lot of peace but there have been this summer i feel emotionally unhinged because <laughs> <laughs> that's how i feel when i have emotions yeah. out loud to people yeah i feel unhinged even though it's just a normal part of being human right but it is it's really uncomfortable the other day i was crying and laughing at the same time in my car and i was realizing this is what growth looks like to me yes because it's all out it's all coming out I love that so much. But who wants to go towards that? If there's painful things coming up, you know, it's a lot easier to buy a product and hope that that will yeah. solve things instead. Right. It's true. So we're saying it's free and that we've got, we have found that we have not found like all the answers, but like this is a major right. step in a direction that I think can be helpful to anyone at any, at any time. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that's a great win. That's a really great win for, for challenge number one. It felt great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my second challenge was trusting my body to tell me what I need physically um, with food, sleep, um, exercise. So that was a little bit harder. That's a little more application than just thought. Um, mm. But one day I did take out my journal I used to journal all the time from the time I was knew how to write mm -hmm. up until high school. And that was always more poetic or I would only do it when I just had so many emotions that I had to put them somewhere. So I've been having a hard time with the concept of journaling uh, post probably, you know, 19 years old. So the other day I took out my journal and I just wrote down how I was physically feeling and then a separate list for how I was emotionally feeling. And it was hard to identify words in both of those categories. Wow. And it was so foreign to me to see them on paper that I kept questioning myself. Is that really how I'm feeling? And then I'd sit there for a minute and assure myself that, yeah, that that is accurately how I'm feeling. <laughs> wow. So this is a good exercise for me because it's putting to words, you know, the connection of my physical and emotional status. Yeah, that's incredible. So you saw the words and you were doubting like... Of course, they yeah. Just... My analytical brain Whoa. was, you know, in high high alert with those words on paper. You know, like that couldn't possibly did be they, how I'm feeling. Did they scare you? Did they scare me? Uh, Let me just peruse the words <laughs> that happened to me these? right here. Um, did they scare me? I think I'm just have this thought in my brain that I have to be positive and right um, right that's something that you've consistently yeah. said to me or expressed is like this feeling or need to be positive mm -hmm. and yet my experience is that you're so encouraging of me to not just you know pretend like everything is okay mm -hmm. and just hear no things suck this is shitty. This is just the way it is. Let it out. Let it happen, right? 
and giving yourself that permission is something that's maybe come a little bit harder. Yeah, giving myself the permission, right? Because I always want to be appreciative of like what I have in yeah. my life in every aspect. And you're hyper and aware of how hyper other people aware. have it worse. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And you, yeah, that's yeah. always been a struggle. Yep. So, yeah, so I'm coming to my senses. Well, that's well having that the back says. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that practice of writing writing down your feelings and your how your body feels, how you're feeling, your mm -hmm. emotions is a step towards addressing that challenge of being in tune. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz I can't I can't let my body tell me what's next or trust it if I'm not checking in and identifying what I'm even feeling. Right. You know, I do need some part of my brain to tune in, put words to it. Right. And recognize that. That's so great. Your that that's a lot there. You're journaling again, you're like checking in. There's some really amazing stuff there. It felt really good to journal and not feel like I had to be witty and I think I used to write as if the world was about to read it and yes. judge and and like no, hopefully I'll just burn this journal in a couple years. Don't burn it. <laughs> I like the cover. <laughs> okay. Well, these little um, books Maybe the come book out list. of it, yeah. so I'll replace the books. Yeah, that's good. And I'm not. This is not a vignette of my life. It's that's so just good. I need to get these thoughts out and on paper. That's really phenomenal. We've talked about that a bunch where I lo have looked at my journals and I'm just kind of like, I don't want anyone to read these. This would not be a pleasant experience for anybody. <laughs> but part of me wants to hold on and part of me does want that. So it's just, yeah, it's probably. We might good have to, to revisit that at the end of the summer yeah. and, and see where we're at. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that. Okay. Yeah. So that was my week. I love it. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. It's lovely. What about yeah, you? You're killing it. Okay. All right. So for me, my challenges were to put something on my phone basically to get me to put it down and to charge it so that I'm out on my phone a lot, like have something, you know, basically spend less time on my phone. And the other one was uh, to not drink bourbon at night, especially if I'm feeling sad or anxious. Well... <laughs> Those challenges were derailed because I tested positive for COVID. I did make it this whole time without <laughs> getting it. It finally got you. It got me. And, uh, and yeah, so what was really great is I was thinking about my challenges. I'm like, sweet, I'm going to kill the bourbon one. Not going to lose that. Yeah. But the phone one became null. I basically had to scrap it because... I was just laying down for like three or four days straight. So being like scrolling, resting was part of the uh, mm -hmm. necessity. So you did at the beginning of when I got, when I tested positive, you encouraged me to embrace like radical rest. Mm -hmm. And that word radical came up for me a couple of times that day. And it was it, like, it was one of those epiphany kind of moments where I was like, yeah, that's just all I need to do. Something I'm very uncomfortable with mm -hmm. is just resting. Oh no, I love, I love the chimes. They're so great. It just feels like a lot of chimes. <laughs> it's a lot of chime. It's a zen. Okay. This is the zen. Episode five is breezy and breezy. zen. <laughs> We're leaning into rest. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I have, I've struggled with it because I feel like I need to be productive. I feel like I need to do things for people, for myself, whatever. 
Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what it is. Sometimes there's nothing to do, and I still, you know, feel that angst. Yeah. And to just lay in my bed, watch television, be on my phone, was strangely something that I would like say is the opposite of what I'm trying to achieve this summer. Is exactly what I needed during those <laughs> that time, and uh, I succeeded. Real like in some ways, I succeeded personally. I invested in rest. I did have some challenges in my living situation that made it very difficult to rest. Um, that, you know, feeling of, and I'm, I'm in a space where my mother is there and we sometimes, we have different worldviews. And so those things will just come up if I'm there to hear. And so I was there as an audience and so I'd be getting some of these worldview challenges. And I really had to just advocate for myself and be like, I just need to rest right now and mm-hmm. that's what I'm going to do. Uh, so that, you know, with that challenge, I still was able to rest a lot and I've actually continued some of that into now where I'm better. I still don't have taste and smell that much, but I'm I'm allowing myself to not have to be productive or do do call someone, text, go to the gym, you know, whatever obligations I feel like I have, I'm allowing myself the space because I'm off from school for a few weeks and I need to learn how to rest. Mm-hmm. So COVID and your encouragement there really switched up that challenge uh, and really helped me a lot. So on top of that, I did put something on my phone while we, we went camping. Uh, and I was thinking about it while we were out in the woods. And so I made my lock screen and my home screen a different message. My lock screen says, just says, put me down. <laughs> <laughs> put me down with an exclamation nice point. Big yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, All okay. Caps. Okay. And that, 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 if that doesn't work, then my hmm. wallpaper screen, at first I was going to say, just, I was going to write dude. Just come on, get it together. Like, man, that's kind of shaming. Mm-hmm. And I'll buzz right through that because I like the, like, I crave that sometimes. That weird shame investment that or I've like, got. I'm doing it anyway. Yeah. Control of my own you bad decisions. Fucking control me. <laughs> yeah. So what I wrote instead is, I love you. And it's like perfect. Mm. It's the perfect switch that I don't expect to mm-hmm. hear, which is like. And to be honest, I haven't shared this with you, but I hear your voice when I read it because mm. it feels like you, the way that you are nurturing and the way you say I love you is just something that feels so resonant and hits my soul in a really deep way. So I hear I don't do it on purpose. It's just when I see those words, that's the voice I hear and it just feels so warm. Mm-hmm. And so like instead of that feeling of I just want to numb out. I feel filled up mm-hmm. and I feel kind of whole. I'm like, I don't, I don't need to scroll any social media thing. So I do put it down. That's so sweet. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's pretty, it's a pretty great thing. So I did still get that challenge. I, I think I got an A plus on that challenge. The, um, you, the phone one. You got an A plus for the whole week because you shifted gears, hmm. which is what we have to do in life. Yeah. And... Yes, right. Quickly, you know, had some symptoms. Luckily, they weren't too bad, but had to just be in isolation for a week and rest. Yeah. Not, which is difficult. Not my favorite thing. And yeah, yeah. The, the idea of shifting and, 
and adapting to when something is disrupted mm-hmm. is a really is something that I really want to be able to do in my life and not be completely derailed if something isn't going the way that I imagine it will right. go. Which is like, you know, having and I don't I think in terms of my life, I don't set a lot of expectations anymore. I think that's become really helpful for me in those things. That I'm able to sort of quickly Oh yeah, that's a good idea. I'll try that instead, or if I hear something else. So that ad- um, adaptability in disruptive times is is really great. So, mm-hmm. and you're you know that's a part of this whole journey. You, you sort of feeding in. You knew my challenges, and you're like, you're gonna have to probably shift this week. How about just this? And that was so helpful because my head's I had COVID brain. <laughs> I was not yes. in the space to think. Okay, what can I do now as a challenge? So, you know, it's great. So that's, that's my, that is my update for the week. You did great. Thank you. It helps to have people love us well. Yeah, it does. And especially when we don't always do it for ourselves. Yep. I would say that's essential. Yeah. I saw something recently and it was a YouTube video of a psychologist talking about being tethered and how important it is to be, to know you're unconditionally loved and tethered in a way like to at least one person uh, and people that don't have that how hard it is for mm-hmm. their for them in life this was some study I'm really not giving any good enough details about this but it really impacted me mm-hmm. uh, in a way that I think we we often come back to and what I talk about on dig new streams like regularly is tethering mm-hmm. like is being in community is how much we need each other yeah for this life so I'm glad you brought that up because yeah. I keep saying that person's name wrong. Oh. He is the same person. Yes. So Untethered Soul. Yes. Michael Singer, yes. the writer Michael Singer, who I constantly call Stinger. <laughs> so I'm glad you brought that up so I can correct that. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Keeping your editing skills sharp, sharp <laughs> on these podcast episodes. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. So all, that's a side note, but it, it is a part of this process is just being tethered to each other as we walk through this is a major help in sticking to it and adapting. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. So we, mm-hmm. we both did, I, I mean, I'm impressed. We, this is, we're not adding a lot of drama here of like, we need to do better, but I'm, I'm proud of us. We're in it. We're in it. Yeah. Committed. We're serious. <clears throat> we're dedicated. Yeah. I was listening to week two's episode because I do have a really, I won't say bad memory, because that's a judgmental <laughs> word. I have a memory that's challenging to recall a conversation I had even just a week ago. Yeah. And that's just a fact. <laughs> so it's helpful to re-listen to episodes, otherwise I completely forget what we've talked about. Right. But in in episode two, I had more questions and answers yeah. that I've already found some guidance to it. Okay. I thought was so exciting. Yeah, let's hear it. So in episode two, I talk about not knowing kind of whether I do need people for connection or not because I really just need my true self and I don't want to project what I'm needing onto someone else. It just doesn't feel fair to the people in my life who love me to expect something from them, you know, if I'm sharing a specific thing. And then last week, I went to a support group for the first time for binge eating disorder, and it all clicked. You have to go to the right space 
for the right information. Like if I'm needing something, so if I'm, you know, exploring um, my behaviors and really trying to get help with eating disorders, it's not fair to go around to everyone in my life, even though they love me so much and we're close to try to figure that out with them. But if I go to this group of strangers, I have never felt more seen in that space about that topic and came to what, like five revelations in an hour that helped connect so many things um, for that topic. Mm. So yes, we need people, but we might not need the people closest to us in our everyday lives to be the ones to help us heal with the issues that yeah. we're, we're kind of going through. Right. We have to find the right groups or the right person or the right leader. I mean, obviously, that's why people yeah. have a therapist or um, I've just never found that accessible for this topic. But yeah, so that was exciting because I'm like, okay, there it is. Like, I don't need my friend or a family member to be there to talk about um, eating disorders with them. But I have a support group that was amazing. I love that. And your experience after that, it was just so amazing to hear how it impacted you. I'll also say, like, that is so huge to not expect. It removes the expectation that people that are close to us are going to Mm -hmm. be the solution or the healing for any number of things. It may be true that that happens, like, in some things, some arenas, not everything. And we can't expect that. Or put that on people because mm-hmm. um, people are going to let us down if that's what we're putting on them. Yeah. And I think that's so huge to be able to find that. And it does. The amount of epiphanies you had from that one experience is just it was crazy. So wild. I love it. It I was love so it. great. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of relationships, If you know, I think people get frustrated because... They do. They bring their expectations of how they want somebody to show up for them right. in certain areas. And, you know, of course, we we want to make sure that we're in, in friendships and relationships where ev- like both people are contributing something. Right. Like you're getting something out of it. You're also giving. But it's hard to expect people to show up in every aspect for you. It's impossible. Yeah. It's imp- you're bound to be let down or to let mm-hmm. or to, it's the source of conflict. 100% of the time yeah. is the expectations that we put on our closest relationships. Mm-hmm. And um, to, to be able to be in a relationship and know that, to be like, you're not, there are ways that we are healing to each other. There are ways that we cause each other to grow, as we've shared on this. And there are ways that we just aren't able to do that for each other. And that's totally normal and okay. Right. And I, I think that's a paradigm shift for me in what I thought that relationship is supposed to be like mm. it's like this is your person in every way and everything and so yeah it's a really good shift i love that it is it's an important shift yeah we can talk about all the things right but if i have that space then i'm not talking i'm not sharing with you looking look analyzing your response yeah. it's more informative right yeah yeah because it's not my, it's not something that i struggle with so I can't offer the same kinds of insights as a group of people that do. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Um, it leads me into my challenges for this coming awesome week. You ready for it? I'm ready. Okay. Right. So this one is going to be really hard for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just start by saying that. <laughs> 
So my challenge is going back to that support group. Um, it's on Zoom, which is nice. And participating. Whoa. Because, of course, I didn't say anything the whole time. Of course. I, my camera wasn't even on. Oh. Yeah. So, but I went. Yeah, that's big. And I listened and I took notes. My challenge is going to be showing up and saying something. I meeting. love that challenge. I love, hate that challenge. I only love it. I know you hate it. It makes a lot of sense that you do. Yeah. But that's really great. Thank you. Okay. I have another challenge, so I just have two, um, but Rabbi Steve Leader talks about leaving an ethical will for our loved ones, mm. so um, I know it can be hard for people to to talk about death and um, kind of face death, but at the end of the day, I think most of us do have some anxiety about death or, um, you know, being nervous about it, or there's pain there if we've lost somebody, and um, unfortunately, it is a part of life, and it is just one of those things that's not going anywhere. <laughs> it's the only thing guaranteed. It is. And I had that same thought today walking through the cemetery. Oh, right? Yeah. So it comes up. It's just something we can't escape. Right. Um, but I love certain people talk about death in a way that really helps us come to terms with aging, dying, and the beauty in it. Um, and so I've been leading into some of that. So Rabbi Steve Leader is one of them. And he, he talks about how material possessions really mean nothing to our loved ones, even if we think that maybe, you know, some of it, of course, will be a nice memento or something. But really, who wants to go through all of these people's all the stuff. belongings? And there's pressure there then to try to connect with, you know, <laughs> a candle or a book <laughs> and act like that is you know my parent or my sibling or a friend Mm. that's really hard it's a lot of pressure to put on people so he talks about um how important it is to leave an ethical will because really what matters to people who love us are our words Mm. and our values and doing the practice helps um kind of teach us how we want to live because that kind of sets our intention for this is what matters to me and what i hope to leave you which is more life lessons and values and thoughts than um, you know, a closet full of crap. <laughs> so I want to write one too. And people can write one for any loved ones in their life. I want to write one for my um, two boys. So That's I think so it'll be beautiful. an interesting oh exercise. God. You got me there. That's so good. Ah, that was one thing that I hoped to find from my father, like some like hidden note or something. Right. More than like, I've got his cologne and a few other keepsakes that i like Mm -hmm. you know that's what i wanted more than anything though like has he got some hidden thing that's not like a sermon you know that like is his heart and i think that's beautiful his heart exactly that's what we want Mm -hmm. yeah that's those are amazing challenges i'm so glad you shared those okay okay my my turn all right so my challenges uh are all well so this is a new one we have identified that I am a people pleaser. We have identified we have a that. Long history. You're of in it deep. Pleasing the people, <laughs> whatever that means, which is um, which I have a lot of judgments about in this moment. As I say, I'm not going to judge mm-hmm. myself, but as an attempt to lessen the hold that people pleasing has on me, 
I've come up with a challenge that is not about saying no to things, but about asking uh, for, for time to think about requests. So not no, because I know people do this like, I'm saying no for a month or something. That mm -hmm. feels like way too drastic to me. I'm going to ask people if I can think about it, which is a huge thing for me. It might not sound huge, but if someone asks me something, whether it's to hang out or whatever, I'm going to say, just do you mind giving me uh, some time to think about it? I'll f feel it out about how much time I need, but that is my first challenge that I feel terrified about. Terrified. That's really great. So. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know it's how like the opposite of yesterday. <laughs> it is the op which my son just asked for yesterday for a yes day. I'm saying no. Adults to need that. a no day. I need a no day. And I I want it to be a reflective like do I want to do this? Mm -hmm. Is it something I have time and space for or would I be putting myself out in a major way to accommodate somebody else's feelings or needs mm -hmm. uh, I need to this is a time when I'm prioritizing my feelings and needs and so yeah that's my first challenge this is gonna be so interesting oh my God. I can't I can't even okay the next challenge I've got two is this one's much simpler but it's not something that I do every day for this amount of time one of the most cathartic experiences and almost like spiritually nourishing experiences for me is walking without music just walking and so i did it today and it i feel so connected to in in so many different ways with myself and it's let my mind gets to wander it's like a form of meditation so every day i'm walking for 15 minutes at least um it's that simple that's, that's going to be the challenge uh it'll probably be more than 15 minutes but um that's going to be it and it is the next step on me i think investing in spirituality and in just connection to myself mm -hmm. so yeah those are my two challenges those sound really good yeah the walking helps continue to carve out that time to check in with yourself right and it'll be a natural sort of do i want to do this thing that mm -hmm. that person asked me <laughs> mm -hmm. um and so yeah I'm I'm pretty excited about these. Well, I'm excited about the second one because I love walking. Mm -hmm. I'm not excited about this, but I do not want to go the rest of my life this way, trying to please right. people. So, and it's not fair to the people in your life. It's not. Nope. Because it's not their fault um, if you're denying yourself or your needs, right? And helping them with something or doing something you don't want to do. It's true. It's not. And. Uh, I just kind of own that stuff sometimes. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, there we go. We have We've, our work cut out. For we us. do. We oh both gosh. have a challenge that's, that's terrifying. Those, to yeah, us. we're itchy and I'm itchy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're itching and sweaty. Ooh, I just started here. like doing all the fidgety so things. So fidgety. <laughs> we will um, gear ourselves up in fidgeties. Yeah, we will. And get after it we this will. week. Yeah, we got this. Mm -hmm. We do. Yeah. Good luck to you. You do.